0: So today on this episode of Mark My Words, I have the good fortune of speaking to somebody who has a wealth of wisdom in the job and career world. And they have a lot of wisdom when it comes to my favorite social media platform, uh, LinkedIn. And we have a few uh, employment Places of employment in common, including uh, one of my favorite, Toys R Us. So, uh, except you had a much more glamorous role than I did. So, what
1: did you do do with Toys R Us?
0: uh, I was basically like a garbage man, for lack of a better way to put it. So, I walked around. I got hired during the Christmas season in 1997. And I basically Mm -hmm. just walked around, swept up garbage and, you know, switched out toilet paper. And that was my job. And then they hired me and uh, I continued to do that. (laughs) So... It has
1: to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, it was one of my first, like, real jobs. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, for lack of a better way to put that, I was just starting college at the time. But everybody, this is the founder of KML Consultants is Kenneth Lang. Thanks for uh taking time out of your busy schedule.
1: Now, thank you very much for having me, Mark. I really appreciate
0: it. Oh, no problem. And believe me, it's uh my pleasure. Before we started, I clued you in on what a busy week it's been. And I know you've got things you gotta do too. So I guess we're both uh doing each other a favor here. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So I want to kind of be Hollywood for a minute and say the words (laughs) cut to the chase. Okay. uh, I want to talk about, so first of all, we're going to talk a lot about LinkedIn because I know you have a lot of opinions about LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But with career transition being one of the topics that I'm really passionate about, I got to talk a little bit because I've looked at your LinkedIn profile a bit and uh, certainly don't want to start talking about years and things like that. But you have uh, had quite a few, like an array of experiences and you're almost kind of like a version of me because I feel like I've got a lot of different things in the job World myself. And uh, one thing I should ask going way back when, again, I don't want to get in the years, but did you mm-hmm. ever imagine that you would have not only all these transitions, but you would wind up doing something like this or so all this like cool virtual stuff? Like, what well, did you think?
1: I'll, I'll put it this way I go back to a time when there was no internet. hmm. So that's a little bit hard for people to understand what it was like before. And the whole idea of you have to, um, to go someplace you either have after you get a road map or um, something like that, or you don't have a phone with you. So this is just amazing that it's come as long as it has to now actually be able to find people, network with people in ways you never would have thought of before. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing journey so
0: far. What has been the most surprising thing that you have learned throughout your journey?
1: I think the biggest part for me was knowing that I had the ability to transition um, a lot easier than um, a lot of other people because um, I was very comfortable with social media and the internet. So for me to do these changes, was a lot easier because I knew exactly what I needed to do. I think that's one of the things people struggle with now is just to get going.
0: So were all these transitions, I mean, everything from, you know, New York Times, not the name drop everything, but New York Times, uh, you know, Prudential, I mean, Mm -hmm. were all these changes like organic for you or?
1: Well, they all came through networking. Basically, um, I go back to Y2K with Prudential. I was at Prudential, which was Edna and they were worried about Y2K blowing up all the uh, hospital stays and the billing, and that led to a job at UPS, which was, pro- was my last full-time job, and I lost my job in 2008, like a lot of other people did took me a little while to reinvent myself and I realized the best way I could do it was just to learn as much as I can in as many different places as possible. And one thing just led to another. Um, The workplace has been changing for all these years and you have to be able to change with it. Every place I went to, I learned something new and that just kind of brought me to the next place and everything pretty much happened organically. It didn't happen. In the beginning it happened because I had to reach out to recruiters obviously, but then people came to me and I think that's one of the things that you want to build as a profile and, and the like, of that people. You're, you're the hunted as opposed to being the hunty.
0: Interesting. I, I know for me, I had a similar crossroads like four years ago when you know, I took a buyout package from my former company. And my transition, I wish I could say everything was organic, but for me it was actually like kind of thought out. And uh, I really worked hard just through the recruiting world and just trying to just find myself because I found that there was another world out there, which is eventually what prompted this uh, podcast for me was just finding that there's all these great people like you who have reinvented themselves and, you know, created something that embodies them and for me that was like wow that sounds like I I feel like I belong in that world somewhere I haven't quite 100% found my footing with it but I'm definitely making strides and getting there so for me to hear somebody talk about reinventing themselves and watching it just kind of happen like I really admire that because I maybe I'm not seeing things the right way, but I don't feel like it necessarily happened that way for me. So well, that's think great. about how you
1: and I met you know, which, which is very organically. It didn't yeah. just have, you know, We just weren't a couple of networking events. We stayed in touch and stayed in touch. I went to one of yours. You went to one of mine. That's how relationships are built. Ways you never probably could have imagined before.
0: Oh, I totally agree with that. And before I really sunk into LinkedIn, I mean, I didn't know how to really create my own network. And I try random events and things like that where you just don't know anybody and it's intimidating. But LinkedIn is like a real game changer for that because mm-hmm. people, especially somebody like me, I'm not. Mr., you know, Hollywood and, you know, I hate to say I don't have any personality, but I'm not always like the most extroverted. So for me, I'm not going to just, you know, naturally go out there and build that network and meet people. I feel like LinkedIn helps you to do that in kind of a comfortable way.
1: Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm an introvert too. Which is probably not a lot of people don't realize that, but LinkedIn is a great footing to be an introvert. Um, I always say to people the best thing to do is if you go to a meeting, don't have to participate, just be a fly on the wall, listen, and think. Um, it, it's great that way. No one's going to judge you. It, you know, it, get, it does get better.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because the first LinkedIn local I went to, I heard a few folks that I talked to. Online in the Baltimore area, I didn't know anybody, and I didn't know how I was going to go. I was pretty nervous about going, and the end result is that I made a lot of new connections and friends, and I couldn't have felt more comfortable in that environment, and that meant everything to me. So It's it's
1: helpful, too, because especially... Who knows when we're gonna get back to the way it was. But having these skills, no matter what, will, will help in the future when you meet people because you've built up relationships and you've kind of practiced on things that you might not have normally been able to. Because when I was at a networking event, I'd be, the, I'd be the, one on the, uh, the, the the one on the wall that just didn't want to know anyone, just get me out of here, help, help, help. And then when someone will come up to me, I totally freeze, um, so like, what do you want from me?
0: Yeah, I feel like I'd be pretty much right next to you on that wall. Maybe, yeah. Oh, I know I would, because I'm definitely not the kind of person to just go up to people randomly and start a conversation. That's a skill that I really envy, and it's not a skill that I really have.
1: It's really hard for people, honestly, to talk about themselves. It's it's just human nature, you know, you – You don't want to put too much attention to yourself, but you have to toot your own horn in this world if you know who is.
0: No, I totally agree. I mean, it's just really crazy how this one social media platform, something I kind of took for granted until I truly needed it, just really opened up a huge world to me. And I feel like, The combination of the pandemic and all the virtual meetings, plus the, the energy I'm putting in to my own work and projects in this podcast, unbelievable how many doors it's open. I mean, it hasn't necessarily earned me any money or gotten me like some kind of crazy dream job, but you know, it has really opened up my network and really opened up my eyes to the possibilities and it's uh amazing
1: have you used linkedin stories yet by the way
0: uh yes and i know you know i have because we've talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. yeah
1: i think that's another game changer i think one of the challenges on linkedin is you need to know what makes sense for you instead of trying to do everything i mean that's Everyone has to have to feel comfortable in their own way. Someone like yourself is going to definitely take advantage of stories. i um, seen a lot of stories now where people haven't necessarily thought it out, and someone like you would be a great person also to help people kind of get those stories, you know, you know, looking the right way.
0: Well, it's been a few days. I know initially you seemed a little unsure of stories. How are you feeling today?
1: Well, first of all, the fact that it's just on mobile – Probably helps a little bit. My challenge is that it's just being rolled out and It's really hard to know Who to list who to go to? um, What the contents gonna be? Uh, There's no way to sort it and Apparently after the contents finished it goes all the way to the end. I mean these are at this point now I have the wait-and-see attitude like a lot of people do because I don't want to do it unless I feel it's beneficial. I don't want to do a, hi, how am I? How are you doing today? I'm outside with my dog or anything like that. I mean, a lot of people are doing that for testing. Um, I don't know, that's not my thing. Um, Maybe it will become my thing. I don't know, but I'd rather do something when I do it, do it right and feel good about it than just try to throw something together. But that's my my background, though.
0: Well, for one thing, I tried posting a story, actually two or three, before I got on this call with you Uh uh-huh. it kept glitching out. I could look right now here. I want but, to see if it actually stuck. It didn't. So there is uh, glitching out on me today. For well, second.
1: that's LinkedIn in general, the way yeah. things are. I mean, even, even the latest changes that are coming out are, are still not totally working.
0: And you know, it, it's probably going to take some time for them to add features that people request or want or what they think we might want. Well, and that's the problem too. LinkedIn,
1: a lot of people, LinkedIn are, are people from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So that's how they build the platform and not so much about the backend networking because it's not something that they're you know, I don't want to say good at it, but that's not their expertise, and I think that's one of the struggles we have on LinkedIn. yeah yeah what's get what's there and fix that first before you're throwing some more stuff out.
0: I agree. Uh, one thing and I tried to allude to it in our little uh, chat on your post is that I see a great opportunity with this because not to focus on views and unfortunately, I am one of those people that's like, ooh, you know, 50 people view that story. But uh, it's not even like the amount. It's seeing all these people that I may have connected with, but frankly, I might have forgotten about them. And I'm just like, wow, that person's looking at my story. Like, that's amazing. And then I'm seeing their story. So I feel like somehow it's an opportunity the only thing i
1: would i would hold i would think about and this is a question we have for linkedin how are you defining a view if you're scrolling by something and not actually opening it up that's considered a view on on the desktop but if you open it up that's another that's a separate um, exercise so i don't know the answer to that there's no way to know that at least they haven't shared that yet so even little things like that i mean that's kind of where i get into things with the nitty-gritty it's not just um, what you're seeing on the surface is what does it actually mean?
0: No, then that's very true, and uh, you know I'll I'll continue to uh, evaluate that situation, sure. and I at least for me, if you're paying attention to that at all, it's you're at least crossing paths with people that you haven't crossed paths with because when I go through that whole line on that, you know, that tier where you can see all the stories, it's like, wow, that person does this or that. And I forgot about them. So I I understand where you're coming from. And I think a little bit of skepticism with it is. Oh, so let you know, me ask
1: you a question from a story yeah. perspective and how Instagram works obviously, and you put something up and there's ability to do contents and all those things. Is that, going to happen on LinkedIn stories, do you think? Or is it just going to be, here's the post and view it? And how are people going to reply or comment?
0: Uh, Well, I've seen one or two people trying to encourage their campaign, so to speak, and Mm -hmm. say, hey, you know, send me a DM if you want to attend this event or that event. Right. from what they've said, it's actually worked and generated a lot of uh, DMs and interest and invites to what they're doing. So for me, I'm going into this not assuming that I'm an expert on stories or I'm the smartest or most creative. I'm going to try to learn from others and
1: hopefully Mm -hmm,
0: somebody will learn from me. But that one case is a real example of like, wow, that can actually
1: work mean, yeah, i what i could see doing first is instead of something specifically with uh, video i might just have some some pictures um, put together with some content um in front of them kind of like my elevator pitch um and maybe linkedin tips let's say maybe I, I might do a video about how to do something on linkedin as opposed to trying to be more organic because it's it's not my comfort zone I'd be one of those that would have to do it four or five, six times before I'd really feel good about it. And that's, that's not me. But that's one of the best practices I could definitely see coming out of that. Um, put your LinkedIn URL. Put your contact information in the story. Um, have, have something. Have a call to action. You know, if, you're gonna have a, if you have a, um, something you're going to sell. Because that's what people are going to be drawn to.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, having something to sell is a big drawing point. and And if you have a course or a product or whatever it is to sell and to offer, it's an amazing tool to advertise. And that's one of the things I see with LinkedIn Stories. It's an opportunity to market and advertise. So... Yeah,
1: I, th- I think, well, I think a lot of people, a lot of businesses might think about that too. Um, yeah. You know, think about, you know, you're on Twitter, tweet this and you get that. So it might be like, if you look at this story or you, you, there's a code or something, and then you try to reach out, that gives you something. I mean, again, I'm not sure how many people would view it that way, but I, I look at the stories in general more from a marketing perspective as to what I might suggest to people as opposed to me being the one. Um, But then on the other hand, people get to listen to my voice. They get to see me. They get It's another level. Um, So I'm excited, but for now I'm just going to wait. These calls are great, actually, because in a sense, this is an opportunity for me to, I don't want to say test what I'm going to say, but just get comfortable with the idea of being uh, videotaped.
0: Oh, yeah. I know... Like, let me just go back two, three years ago. I would never, ever, ever, ever have dreamed or thought of doing something like this. Like, doing me doing a podcast and making video content for the world to see, I would never have thought of that. Because when I started doing all the stuff I'm doing now, all these personal projects, I was thinking of myself as a writer, a blogger, and that was how I was going to market myself. And I didn't think people would want to listen to me or watch me. But the first LinkedIn local I went to really changed things a lot. It was a event about making content and particularly mm-hmm. making content on LinkedIn. There were a lot of people there who were very, nice and encouraging and you know just saying things like saying all the right things just Mm -hmm. to really sum it up like go and just do it and you know find your group and find your support system and I feel like I found all that and as time went on the more encouragement I got and I obviously didn't have people commenting like oh you sound like crap like why are you doing this or you know, you, you look stupid. Why are you doing this? You know, nothing like that. It was all supportive and encouraging. And it got my ego up. And then I had people saying, hey, you should think about having your own YouTube channel or starting a podcast. And I'm like, wow, you actually want to listen to me for like a half hour or an hour? So Do
1: it, you have LinkedIn Live yet, by the
0: way? I do. I was just uh, fortunate enough to get LinkedIn live, I think, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. I've gone live a few times. I actually have a live event I'm going to do tomorrow with a guest that I'm mm-hmm. really excited about. So I'm dipping my toe in it a little bit. Okay. So it, the first couple times, like first time I went live, It was like, okay, I'm testing this out. Let's Mm -hmm. see how it goes. And everybody was like, yeah, this is great. Commenting and, you know, congratulations. Past couple times, I feel like the novelty just wore off and perhaps I didn't have a good enough game plan with it. So now I'm like, okay, I feel good about using the tool. Let's get some guests in here and let's Sure. Give people something to actually watch, other than me being wide-eyed and like, "Wow, I'm doing this! I'm hey, I'm live!" So
1: yeah. I, I do this every Tuesday from one to two. I do a LinkedIn lo- uh, LinkedIn uh, lunch and learn actually, and it's been a very organic experience because um, we get like eighty or something people, and it's just talking, just chatting. I think the biggest challenge we have is is um learning people have to realize they have to mute themselves sometimes because people just i mean it's a technology you know i i I could see with linkedin live actually or even with um stories someone doing a story of like um problems you've had on zoom and then they have someone in the background coming into the room or they have that they they do something like that just fun stuff like that I mean, that's what i could see doing for stories just making fun of yourself
0: and you know some people do that and Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously, uh, don't take that too far. But, uh. <laughs>
1: no, but what you could do is you could say, you do that thing and then say, you know, work with me and I can, I can show you how to do it right. Um, you don't want to do this. Again, it, it really depends. But you have to build up an audience no matter what. Um, and, and it takes some time. And for someone just starting out, there's some basic practices and one thing is, when you're on LinkedIn, you wanna do it two ways. When you wanna do it um, from a visual standpoint or marketing like you're doing more, um, to be available for people to view you, but you also wanna make sure your profile has all different keywords in it so that you're found. So you can do both and it's a struggle for most people because they don't always know what to do, but even more than that, most people just don't wanna ask and that I don't understand, we all, No one knows everything, myself included. That's why you ask people.
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely don't know it all. and I am a classic case of somebody who is very uh, independent and resourceful Mm -hmm. and would rather figure out life on their own. But I have come to learn that especially if I want to be successful, marketing myself and if i want to have my own business especially podcasts like i'm trying to build up i have to open up my mouth a little bit and lean on some people and there's a lot of really smart people out there and i don't have all the answers
1: well, well even with the business there's a lot of people who do video work and you know and there are people that know certain things better than than i do and, I mean, I'm always reaching out to people for advice because I know what I can do. I mean, um, it's one thing to be able to have a conversation like this. It's another thing to be able to uh, break it up into three to five minute videos or other things, because what I'm going to be doing in the, f- in the future is doing like whole LinkedIn classes, and a whole online course curriculum. So okay. I know the content I need. I'm going to be working with people that actually can um, put me in the best light. It made me I'm not even on the camera, which I kind of hope is the case actually, um, because not that i 'm ashamed of myself, but people want to see LinkedIn, not so much me
0: oh i don 't know about that. I think people just want to connect with people, especially when it comes to LinkedIn and the universe that we 're a part of and I know I had kind of similar hangups about myself and the best advice that I was given is just keep doing it. Just putting yourself out there and doing it. And you'll be amazed by how much your confidence with stuff just goes through the roof. And I know it has for me. People also are very willing to offer
1: positive feedback and look, sometimes you need to hear the bad stuff And, and that's part of it. You have to be willing to accept both the good and bad and, you build up a network that way and we all support each other you know what you're doing is really great and i think we all help each other out this way um because it's this has opened up a whole new world for us to be able to talk to people we never would have had the chance to talk to before
0: oh yeah i mean i never would have dreamed i every once in a while i try to think back to even 10 years and definitely 20 years like holy smokes i Never would have guess I'd be talking to people from Australia or having somebody on a show with my name on it. Like, you know, that if I go back 20 years, I'd be like, boy, what kind of ego does future Mark have? Like, you know, that's just not going to happen. One of the things
1: which I find kind of funny, I've looked this up. If you go back to the Jetsons, which was a cartoon in the 60s, There's a lot of, and it was a futuristic cartoon. If you look at the things on that cartoon and you look at what we have now, so many of those things have actually come to light and they didn't even know that at the time. And I just got a a kick out of that, you know. Everything.
0: I am currently binge-watching The Jacksons. Really? Yeah, I have HBO Max, so I'm going through the Flintstones Mm -hmm. and all, I I love animation and cartoons and stuff, so the Jetsons, I had the same observation about it, like, you know, I can't leave here and come back with a full-fledged dinner in like 2.8 seconds, but, you know, like they could, but there's a lot of things on that show that did come well, yeah. through.
1: Like, like you can order ahead, like they would do, you yeah. know, from the refrigerator, just the whole idea of the, the treadmills when he's walking the dog, we have those treadmills now, uh, you and I talking. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and that was that was actually based out of the World's Fair in New York in the '60s. They had these phones that you could talk to people on, and the application was became something different. It became having like a web access and things, but the technology was thought about then. So you just don't know where it's going to go.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you, if a flying car becomes a reality in my lifetime, then what do
1: you, but we have drones though. We can have, have drones. Things. So, in a sense, that's the first step.
0: It is. And technology has moved so fast just in my lifetime. I mean, when I was born, we were still listening to music on vinyl and eight tracks, and now looking mm-hmm. where we are. So, who knows yeah. where we're going to be in another four years. So, you know, I remember
1: when 45s came out. and You would rush to the store and get all these 45s, and um, you'd have a special adapter for um, phonographs, but you know, again, it's very quaint to talk about those things. Um, but you know, we're in this situation now; it's the it's the future. And every once in a while, I get a chuckle of thinking about the past. But I don't really regret the idea that we're in these times. And a lot of people say, "I wish we'd be back the way it was. We should be back the way it was last year, for sure." Yeah. <laughs> But this is, you know, these calls are a great way um, to make lemonade on lemons, Take advantage of what you have available.
0: Well, what I usually tell all my guests is that when I'm done doing a podcast like this, Mm -hmm. I turn off the record button. I have a wave of just positive energy within Mm -hmm. me that like a rush that I don't get from a lot of other things so I know that what I'm doing with all this is even if I never make a dime off this podcast I know that this is a really good thing for me spiritually.
1: I I definitely recommend everyone connect with me on LinkedIn for sure I don't know if you're going to put that URL anywhere where I can send that to you later but definitely connect with me on LinkedIn happy to be helpful and supportive as much as possible. And, and that goes without saying.
0: I can definitely put the URL in the description. I usually try to do that. So Sure. That would be great
1: because um, the things we're talking about are not specific to today uh, and they're probably going to be next year just as relevant um, and whenever we do it. And I, I think that's the, the great thing about these topics and what we talk about it's not just for the moment it's going to be you know, what we how we're going to be networking in the future too
0: well let's talk about networking in a moment and sure. uh, let's talk about your lunch and learn a little bit Sure. i have been an attendee of lunch and learn twice and wish i could be there more just can't always make it but i have loved uh being there and uh what it's about, maybe you can talk sure. about it a little more.
1: Well, first of all, we do a Tuesdays from one to two. And again, um, if you don't have the link, uh, Mark, I can send it to you. The whole thing really came about of the fact about I'm an introvert, and I really want to get to know people. And I found a bunch of other introverts who are afraid to meet other people, and that's what it led to. And a lot of the, and just about all of our speakers are introverts too. And I said, give it a shot do it in front of people that are just like you and you will feel so much better. And it just kind of evolved that way. I mean, it was a very organic thing Um, because all of a sudden, you know, there was one, one person in our chat who always would have a different zoom background for every meeting. And that became a thing for her. And she actually started posting on LinkedIn. This is my zoom background of the day. What do you think of it? And others just would do different things. I mean, it was just, it got me better at doing this, honestly. You know, I was like, I got to do something. Um, I, five or six people, be great. Sure. Next thing you know,
0: all over. And, you know, I feel like what you're doing is a really good service for people with the personality type like me. And you just said a couple things there to back that up. I mean, people like us, we need that. Comfort zone. We need that community where we're all in it together. We're all very similar and we're all trying to figure it out. So, even though I come on this podcast and I'm a little bit loud and I'm, you know, very talkative and asking a lot of questions, when I turn off the ring light and stop recording, I'm much more to myself. And
1: You'd be surprised how many people are introverts that don't seem that way on the platform. And I had conversations with someone and they say afterwards, I just got to take a nap. I just got to totally decompress. This took so much out of me. Um, and you know, it's, it's you and I getting out of our comfort zones. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those that gets that nervous feeling before something happens. I was kind of stressing a little bit before we talked today Um, but once it starts happening, you know, it's just two people talking, just happens to be that we're being recorded on video.
0: And that's exactly how I look at it as well. And, uh, I'm glad you're a little less nervous now. I'm, I'm pretty harmless.
1: No, and you know what it is? It's first, and this is where coming as to an introvert comes into play. You want to make sure everything looks good. You want to make sure the video is good. You want to make sure you're not distracted. You want to make sure your cell phone doesn't go off. You get all these checklists. And then once it's going, it's like, we're just going to go
0: for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, people I've found like the imperfections. Like if your phone went off right now, I'd be like, well, Kenneth's got a call. You know, no big deal. My phone has gone off during podcasts. I think during one recording, I got a call from, somebody from Las Vegas for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, I've had people, their connection has completely cut out and then they came back and... Well, my wife and
1: aunt came and came on one of our LinkedIn locals by mistake because apparently, you know, my wife is showing off some of the rooms here and next thing you know behind me, the door's opening up and they're coming in. So I said, Paul, and Jen, come here. Be part of the group. I mean... They just they just left. They're, like, freaking out. I'm like, but you have to do something positive like that because otherwise, you know, what's going to happen? I mean, you're genuine that way. I mean, it's not scripted.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, see, right there, a good example. I heard a loud boom. That's not a big deal. It adds character to the episode. So, right. see, all those little imperfections and weird things. Like, my cats are usually here. I have one Mm -hmm. cat, she just goes off and meows right next to me, and you can see me petting her and all that stuff. It's just, you know, people, I think, understand that a lot of these things can't always go completely perfect. It's not a Hollywood production, you know? We're all just being ourselves and living our lives, you know? So... That's the way I look at it, I mean. Yeah, I know a
1: lot of times, like I know when it's human nature, when you look at everyone um, in the, like when we do Zoom calls all the time for where I, where I worship, where we're all in front of the camera and we're all kind of looking at each other like, hmm, I like that background. What's that person wearing? All that stuff, the human nature stuff. But it's, 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 a, it's a way to engage with people. You just feel so isolated at times you know, with what you have to do. And I don't know if it's like that in the rest of the country, but here in New York and New Jersey, um, we're inside quite
0: a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm inside quite a bit at this point. I mean, I don't go anywhere just with the way everything is. I go to work. I get gas. I come home. So that's been my life since March. And, yeah, uh, I think... And you know,
1: we'll drive once in a while, but um to be around a bunch of people is still not there for me i mean
0: and is that like a pandemic related thing or just a personal thing? Well,
1: everyone has different comfort levels of what they they feel like i mean you know once we've you know once my close family started to come by, then they would come by every once in a while, but I know people that haven't seen their grandparents for a while and haven't seen family members that they can't drive to because no one wants to take a plane or a train so that's where Zoom comes in also and they have connections that way
0: oh yeah I mean there's people in my wife's family I haven't seen since New Year's Day and uh we're actually trying to get something planned like a socially distanced uh get together. I don't even know if it's really going to happen. Her cousin had a baby in April and she's the godmother of the child. Still hasn't met him in person. So it's just crazy how much all this is impacting everybody's life. So...
1: And I think the concern now also is as we start coming inside, um, what's it going to be like in the winter schools already? Um, dealing with things. I know in New York, they keep pushing the date back. Um, Who knows?
0: Well, I feel really fortunate at this point to be working for an employer who I think has managed having us in the office like really, really well. It's been a completely socially distanced experience, yet we're all in the office working together and are providing breakfast and lunch for free so how can I go wrong with that so
1: the only thing better is when you're, you're your own boss like I am and you can kind of figure out how you're going to do things um, I've never been busier in some ways which is both good and bad but what I miss is the interaction I miss now I miss going out and seeing people and even when we go out we're not going to shake hands we're going to be afraid to talk um are they, is there going to be food? I mean, you just don't think about all the possibilities.
0: Well, you uh, one thing that I've noticed in this conversation, you really do a good job of setting up uh, good segues for me. Oh, I, I, I didn't. We didn't even. I didn't even
1: know. And this has to be told. We did not practice this ahead of time.
0: No, nope. I never practiced ahead of time. I, I sure, Well, wrote down. I typed up a few notes. Going into this, as I shine that bright light in your face. And, uh, you know, I I try to not rehearse. I feel like whenever I over rehearse and over plan, that's when it doesn't go the way I want it to go. But I digress. KML consultants, tell us a little bit about that and how you wound up with that idea.
1: Sure. Well, KML Consultants came about. I lost my job many years ago. Didn't really have a lot of support at the time. So over the years, I just not only developed a LinkedIn presence, but learned how to work with job seekers and network. And um, I do the one-on-one training, and I make myself available to a lot of volunteering and paid-forward stuff. You're you're aware of the LinkedIn Lunch and Learn, a you know career coach. If anyone. Everyone wants to reach out to me at www.kmlconsultants.com. I'm happy to do it. And my LinkedIn URL will be shared too. Because all of us believe in sharing our knowledge. Yes, we all want to make money, of course. I mean, no no shame in that. But it's all about sharing our experiences too, as much as anything else.
0: So as a, a consultant, what exactly... Uh can you offer your clients?
1: Well, most people that I work with, it's a good question, by the way, most people, they, um, they come to me, they have a LinkedIn profile. They have no idea why it's not, why they're not being found. And it's straight, I can see it right away because I'm very familiar with it and they don't, or they've just been locked in like a square peg in a round hole. And as we work through it together, Again, it has to be in their voice. I'm not gonna write their profile. Um, They'll see an evolution. And that's one offering. The other is just to have a conversation about networking, just talking like you and I are doing basically in in a very specific way. Because most people, they don't know where to start or they've done the same thing. They've applied to jobs on job boards all those years or um, they assume people are gonna come to them. Um, It doesn't work that way, especially now with so many people out.
0: Well, why do you think people aren't getting found?
1: Two reasons. Most people aren't getting found because um, they don't know how to be found. I'll put it that way. Um, it's not enough to tell someone what your background is. You have to tell them what, you're, what, what you can do for them. It's not, it's not so much a skill in terms of software or specific experience. It's, these are the problems I can solve for you. This is how I'm going to make your life easier. And that's not always portrayed in a resume, not portrayed in a LinkedIn profile. Every situation is different. And also, a lot of the jobs that are out there, they talk about hidden jobs. They're hidden jobs because they're jobs people create for themselves out of a need. Um, it's not a job that, that's invisible. It's a job that you talk to someone and say, you oh, know, I could do that for you. Here's a job I'd suggest. Uh, most recent job thing I'm going to be doing on the side is something called remote project manager. I'm going to be overseeing a bunch of places that are offsite, trying to figure out how to get people back to work. And that's a whole process. And because I've done this for a while, they're going to be relying on me to develop a strategy. Now that happened just because uh, someone reached out to me based on what I've been posting on LinkedIn. And that's how things happen. Post, post something that's relevant to you and you can never tell.
0: So what's a success story or stories that you're most proud of?
1: I think the thing I'm most proud of is since we've had the Lunch and Learn group, we've had six people from the group land in three months. And while I don't know that it was just me, I found out that four or five of them were because they met people in the group they might not normally have met before. So that's what networking is all about. It's It gives me great pleasure to see people do this. And it's not a competition. I think a lot of people in job search look at it as a competition. I don't want to share this job because I want that job for myself or that other person might get the job. There's something to be said for that. I think a lot of the success stories out there are not things you can really tell. Um, It's just giving people the advice and just seeing them move on with it. Um, No, then that's really what it's
0: all about. Because as the client, sure, you can have all the wisdom in the world as the the leader, but as the client, it's up to that person to take that wisdom and make something of it. You know, you can't do it all. They have to do some of the work.
1: And then I remember with someone I'm actually working with, I worked with them on their profile, which had to be tweaked. But then I said to this person, I said, you know, your picture scares me. Why would I want to connect with you? You're like so angry and so stern. I said, you got to put a happy face on. And he didn't realize it. And I I even hesitated to say something because I said, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. But he, he appreciated that. I don't think people realize how they show up. Yes, you can be stern and you can be cautious and you can be like, hmm, let me think about it. But that's not how people want to see you.
0: Oh, yeah, and I feel like that's something that people miss sometimes. They think, "Oh, I just want to really be myself, and I want to show off maybe like my tattoos or whatever the case is, or I want to be hard edge and you know you can't do that in the business world necessarily. I guess some people can depending on can tell the
1: industry people. honestly. But the other thing is now, again, you know, when you're on interviews, online, it's a little different than in person. Um, I always say when people interview, they should be dressed as though they're on a real interview and not just have the sweatpants on or not just have the loungewear, because you can never tell. That's happened to me before. I was on a phone call. I was dressed for the phone call. But then the person said, you know, I'd like to meet you right now. So let's just have a quick chat. And, you know, if you're not prepared for that, you're going to be, well, give me 10 minutes
0: or something. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I feel like that's how uh, some of our exchanges have even gone. Like, I had to be ready. You mean mm-hmm. business. I had to be ready for you. Hopefully I was. <laughs> no, and I am too. And if I were to
1: stand up now, I'm dressed and I'm fine. But, you know... The other thing is realizing you don't always have to be on. I always tell people, give yourself some time during the day. People, don't schedule meetings right after the other. Give yourself some time between meetings or just call your time, busy time, because next thing you know, you'll be on 10, 11 meetings a day, and it's nighttime, and you're going to feel even more overwhelmed.
0: No, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I pride myself on just – being prepared for everything. And it goes a long way just in everything in life. I mean, not much more I can say other than that, really.
1: I remember the the, the one of the LinkedIn lunch and learns we had, we had the storm, you know. I
0: remember that.
1: And we, myself and the speaker, we were disconnected. We could not get back on. As it turns out, we lost our engineer for a week and the group kept going.
0: That was great
1: Were you on that call by the way?
0: I was on that call
1: How did it go? Because we weren't there obviously
0: That was so cool because what happened is Everybody started like just a big group discussion About networking and somewhat related to the topic Somewhat a little bit off topic I thought it was great the way everybody jumped in And kept everything going Without you guys, I mean, that really kind of sold me on continuing to come by. And then the next time I came by, I was put on the spot. And I remember
1: that, that. we I think it was, was it the background that they uh, were to put together?
0: Yeah, so I actually, I've been wanting to create cover art for LinkedIn for uh-huh. forever. Right, and it just kept slipping my mind and I kind of wanted my cover art to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and I guess because I had myself presented as a podcaster over what I do for real she was just like nah you're not making money off of that let's uh, do what you're let's present it as what you're doing for real. Right. I thought that was fair but I actually wound up I think I just did this yesterday, I believe. Okay, good. Let me... Uh, so, I didn't use WordArt, which I thought was really cool. I used uh, Canva, something I'm yeah. pretty comfortable with. I'm going to actually be... I mean, the thing is, all, all of our
1: sessions are just to to give you the knowledge and the background and the expertise
0: more than anything else. Right, and I I thought she was very helpful, so... That's the background I wound up creating, if you can see it. There you go.
1: That. It looks so, great.
0: Ah, thank you. I wasn't completely sure of it when I did it. I'm like, ah, oh, that, that looks kind of nice, I guess. But uh, I appreciate your feedback. So sure. that is how uh, Lunch and Learn impacted me. Well, that. but,
1: and that's, that's all, of, all all of us really hope for. I mean, it's not about do it this way or else. It's about here's the information, take advantage of it as you see fit.
0: Yeah, and I feel like at the very least, it got me thinking about it again Mm -hmm. because after that particular event, I was like, you know, that's a really good point. I really need to work on that, especially if I'm serious about marketing myself the way I want to market myself. So sure, that had a great impact on me and I'm looking forward to coming to more lunch and learns. I think you're doing really great things with it, and it's very cool. It's very well run, and uh, I think it's great.
1: Well, I mean, this has been a great conversation today too, and I really appreciate you having me on the the call.
0: And look at this—you're so amazing with the segues. (laughs) It's like you can read my mind. So I'm like, I know. I know Kenneth's got somewhere he's got to he's got stuff to do. And we've had a great conversation almost an hour. So let's uh, tell the people how they can find you and how they can work with you.
1: Sure. Well, my, my website is www.kmlconsultants.com. If you do a search on LinkedIn for Kenneth Lang, I'm probably going to be the first one that shows up. And you're um, right. I am. Okay. So, th- what I would say is if you connect with me, just add a note that you saw me on the podcast. It would just be helpful as a frame of reference. And I'm always happy to have conversations with everyone here, too. And it's all about networking. You know, you and I found each other, Mark. And um, I'm always happy to help you and others, too, with whatever you need. So, again, thank you very much for your time today.
0: Well, I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. And this was. Really, uh, it probably doesn't feel like this was a pinch for either one of us, and especially me, based on the conversation. But I had to go get my wife a little bit of a birthday present. I just got home. You no, know,
1: you said you couldn't do it tomorrow for that reason. I have... Same sort of thing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. When, when we set this up, I had no idea I was going to have to work today. Okay. So, I had to go in, like, super early. So I'm like, okay, I know that if I'm going in that early, I can make it home and we can do this. But But, it's going to be tight. (laughs) Well, you made it work, which is great. Well, that's how I roll. I try to, you know, manage my time and, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, get everything done. So that's what I do. And I think I am going to... uh, Bid everybody adieu. I think that's a wrap unless you have, uh... No, I'm, I'm good to go. This
1: has been a great conversation.
0: Well, Kenneth Lang of KML Consultants and a man of many jobs in his career, much like myself, it was great having you, and, uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Maybe mark my words live. That would be great. I'd love that very much. Well, I'd love to have you, and, uh, We'll make that happen, but uh, for now, that is Mark My Words, the podcast, and uh, I'll be back with a new episode soon. Thanks.